0: Looks like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. It's waiver wire sniping ahead of week eight. Yes, these are the players that you should be grabbing right now. Before the week seven kickoff, uh, to beat the waiver wire in week eight—that's how you do it, right here. Uh, first off, just want to apologize for the the waiver wire show. Apparently, there were some audio issues. The mic settings changed up, and it sounded completely like crap. So that's on me. Uh, should be good now. Gonna be sure to check that every time. Uh, it never changes, but I guess it does because uh, that did not sound very good. So I appreciate you guys reaching out. Let me know on that. Unfortunately, a little bit too late in the day to to re-record one, but hopefully that was helpful still on Tuesday. Of course, be back every single week with the Waiver Wire Show, so be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. I appreciate you guys tuning in, as always, on YouTube. If you watch it on YouTube, you're getting Waiver Wire sniping a day earlier than everybody else. You're getting it Saturday afternoon per usual, Sunday on the podcast feed. You guys know the drill. We're halfway through this baby already. So without any further ado, let's take a look at the guys that you can be stashing off the wire before the week seven kickoff. A little look ahead. Not as many teams on by in week eight, but some powerhouse teams that will be missing from your roster. Got the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Chargers going to be on by in week eight. And if you thought week seven was bad, by the way, I keep seeing it. And don't get me wrong. There are good teams on by this Sunday, week seven. They keep saying, by NATO, get the hell out of here. Week nine, there's six teams on by. So, Yes, maybe if you're a quantity over qual or quality over quantity, then yeah, I already mixed that up. But uh, then yes, week seven is going to be tough. Week nine is going to be tough too. So continue to stay tuned in for wave wire sniping. That way you're getting one step ahead of the competition. QB streamers for next week, week eight. He was at the top of the board for my QB ads this week heading into week seven. But I think a week eight matchup at home against the Carolina Panthers should be solid as well for Marcus Mariota. 27% owned for fantasy. He's been solid. And somebody, if you're the Patrick Holmes or Justin Herbert owner and he's still on the wire, you need to go add Mariota right now. Daniel Jones comes in at number two. He's going to be on the road against Seattle, which isn't a cake mat as cake of a matchup as you would think, but still a good one for Daniel Jones. So 37% on, he'd be my number two option if Mariota was already scooped up. To be honest, if Jones is the top option available on my wire and Mariota is has been picked up to stream this week. Now, you got to take a look at the team. Blatantly added that Mariota to just stream him this week for a quarterback that was on by in week seven. I'd probably just wait it out, see if Mariota was dropped after the wires ne- after the wire next week. Because um, I prefer Mariota quite a bit as of right now. Um, so I don't know if I'd burn one on Daniel Jones. But if you want one for free, just in case, can hang on to him. Can always swap him out for Mariota later, potentially. Daniel Jones is number two. And number three, if you're uh, in a little bit more of a deeper league, 18% own Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the Titans are coming back off the buy this week. He's been up and down for fantasy, as you kind of expect it, you know, from what we've seen from last year and bleeding into this year. But a week eight matchup against the Houston Texans. Divisional matchup on the road going to be tough. But Tannehill at 18 percent on is somebody I could take a shot on uh, if the top two options are unavailable. Running back Stashes. For the first week in a while, we have some new faces at the top. And for me, Gus Edwards at 31% own the news that came out, J.K. Dobbins, four to six weeks. I do not expect him back anytime soon, clearly based off that timetable. And even when he is, he'll more than likely be limited or at least splitting carries that should give Gus Edwards hopefully enough time to establish himself as the lead back in Baltimore. Still technically on the pup, hasn't been fully activated yet, but that could happen. That could happen as soon as tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, but Gus Edwards at 31% owned is definitely somebody that I'm looking to put on the edge of my bench right now. Number two on this list is Alexander Madison. He's clearly the top handcuff for me far and away compared to any other running back. And because the Vikings are on bye in week seven, Madison's been dropped, right? Teams are getting desperate right now to find some starters. They're dropping players that maybe they, that they shouldn't. And Madison for me, who's dipped just under 50% owned. owned right now over on Yahoo. This is a guy that I want to put on my roster if he's available, if I have the extra spot right now. Rashad White, second best handcuff in my opinion in the league. 30% owned. He's my guy. Number four is Latavius Murray, 39% owned. Now this could just be a one and done scenario. And I didn't really believe in Murray uh, on the waiver wire show, if you could hear it. Uh, And I'm still not investing big money on Murray. His ownership percentage obviously jumped quite a bit. They came out and said, no, it's all good. Melvin Gordon's a starter in Denver, but this, you know, we've seen coaches lie before. I'll take Murray on my bench one more week just to make sure that Gordon's going to get the majority, and after that, he turns into a low-value handcuff. Number five, Jalen Moore in 7% on. Uh, Kyron Williams, the Rams running back, 30% on, which I think is just crazy how much his ownership blasted through the roof. Now, CMC being off the board, that, that could mean that maybe the Rams are like, hey, we're we're fine with what we have. We're not going to waste picks on trading for players. But if they made a move for Kareem Hunt, as an example, that L.A. Rams backfield is still up in the air. But Williams is an interesting ad at 30% owned working his way back from injury the rookie out of Notre Dame. Number seven, I just lumped the Carolina Panthers running backs here. I don't love either. I don't think either is going to be uh, an every week start. But with all the bye weeks coming up, you could be plugging these guys in. Foreman at 47% owned and Hubbard at 31% owned I view them pretty even. So the fact that there's that much of disparity in ownership, you know, just still grab Hubbard if he's out there. And number eight is Justice Hill, 7% owned. Little sneaky ad. Uh, he was good when he got opportunities this year. The thing with Hill, though, is I just don't expect him to see the line share of the carries ever at any point. Uh Kenyon Drake's looked fine. Uh, Gus Edwards, again, working back. So Hill's definitely a guy I want to stash, but not a guy that I'm expecting much out of by week filler. Wide receiver stashes, just a handful here for you. Wendale Robinson, only 27% owned. Uh, coming off that touchdown last week, I think he'll work his way back into the, work his way into this offense even more. Interesting ad uh, and still available in about three-fourths of Yahoo leagues right now. Josh Reynolds, 36% owned. Lions coming off the bye. Reynolds still a little bit banged up, but so is DJ Chark, who will, are, has already been ruled out for week seven. Reynolds and this Detroit Lions offense will be constantly playing from behind. Plenty of pass attempts. And even with Amon Ross St. Brown back, I think Reynolds still sees, you know, six, six to eight targets a week, uh, especially while Chark is out. So I'm gonna take Josh Reynolds at 36% on. I don't know if I want to plug and play him this week, uh, but again, they're gonna be playing from behind quite a bit. Game script should benefit Josh Reynolds. Number three is Jahan Dotson. I expect him to be inactive this week. Tweaked his hammy in practice. We already we've already seen with Keenan Allen how these hamstring injuries can linger, especially, you know, with Allen. He tweaked his hamstring out another two, three weeks. Dotson at twenty-eight percent on. I'm not I'm not eager to add him because I think I could probably leave him on the wire and get by, but he is still a guy that I want to take a shot on. I do think that he's going to be one of those rookies with big second halves. Taquan Thornton uh, busted onto the scene last week with a couple of touchdowns, only 10% owned. Now I do prefer Rondale over Thornton. Don't get me wrong, but the fact that, Wandale was that much more added, and Thornton really wasn't. I'm still stashing the kid, the rookie wide receiver out of New England. We haven't seen him with Mac Jones yet. We may get a chance to see him this week. And not only will we get to see him with Mac Jones, potentially, we're going to see it on prime time against the Chicago Bears, which means everybody's watching. So Thornton's not going to be under the wire, under the radar Sorry, very long. And he could be featured on a lot of waiver wire posts next week, as he's currently 90% available. And number five, Van Jefferson. Uh, McVay came out and said that Van Jefferson should be back for the Rams after the bye week. They've been working in that cast of characters behind Cooper Cup, including Allen Robinson, who's been extremely disappointing. Van Jefferson might just be the known commodity that they just say, hey, screw it. You're the number two guy now going forward. So Van Jefferson's a guy that definitely forgotten, but he shouldn't be 6% owned. And do not forget about IR eligible Jameson Williams. Always love the IR eligible guys for this strategy. If you're not utilizing all of your IR spots in every single league, you're making a mistake. You always should be looking for these. These are free ads. You can just add them, leave them when they pop off that IR. If you don't want them, drop them, it doesn't matter. They're free. James Williams at 31% on and tight end streamers. I actually have a bunch of them this week. And I, that I don't hate. It's pretty good. Uh, Irv Smith jr. Gets a dream matchup against the Arizona Cardinals in week eight. Irv Smith, obviously on by in week seven with the Minnesota Vikings returning to face Arizona at home. Irv Smith is 30 is sorry, 43% owned. that could even drop a little bit more as teams will look to make last minutes adjustments before kickoffs. The Arizona Cardinals had given up the second most fantasy points to tight end. That was be entering week seven. Then we just saw in primetime Thursday night football, they gave up two touchdowns uh, to the Saints tight ends and technically three, I guess, if you can include Taysom Hill in there. So, uh, that's not those stats aren't going to get any better uh, than what Irv Smith is going to be going up against in week eight. He is a big time streamer at 43% home. I also like Evan Ingram tougher matchup against Denver at home though for Jacksonville. Evan Ingram 40% owned he's been solid. He's pretty much the definition of a tight end streamer. In my opinion, Daniel Bellinger, uh, Bellinger, sorry, at Seattle, 12% on this rookie tight ends had a couple of good weeks finding the end zone. I think that could continue against the Seahawks defense again, readily available. And Greg Dulcich as well, the rookie tight end made his debut for the Denver Broncos last week in week six. We'll see what he does in week seven, but at Jacksonville, 11% on, I don't mind streaming him as well. Again, you're going to be at, without Travis Kelsey. So if you're a stream, if you're a team that streams tight end, you're not just going up against the, your fellow streamers. You're going to Up against the team that was spot starting Travis Kelsey, or maybe was hanging on to uh, the lifeless body of Gerald Everett. Uh, All right, DST streamers, I got two Jacksonville versus Denver. That Denver offense has been inept. That Jacksonville defense has actually been pretty decent 29% owned. Jacksonville is definitely startable for fantasy. And the Indianapolis Colts. Going to be at home against the Washington Commanders and Taylor Heineke, potentially, if he can retain his job for two weeks, uh, 34% owned. So Jacksonville at 29% owned, Indy at 34% owned. And there you have it. Appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Again, I will be back on Tuesday with the Wave Wire Show with A-plus quality uh, audio. Don't worry about that. Uh, but best of luck to you guys in week seven. I'll catch you on Tuesday with the Waiver Wire Show. Stay subscribed, tuned in, rate, review if you like what you hear. I'll catch you boys next week. We'll see you.